finally back. We're finally back. This is episode 94. It's been a long time, uh, but uh, after E3, E3's over. Everyone's gone. I've I've rested and, and gotten energy back. And uh, with me this week, I have a, a new friend, Nick Bray. Hi. Who's uh, all the way from Australia. Yes. So uh, we were amazingly able to coordinate a time here. I didn't fumble the, well, I did fumble the, the dateline, but uh, we fixed that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's here. We're going to record. Uh, Nick uh, selected uh, three games, and I have two listener requests. Um, I don't think it's going to be an interesting episode. Okay, we'll just jump straight in then. first song i'm i'm sure some people have an idea of what game this is oh yes i definitely know what this is yeah one of my favorite games really yeah okay well we'll talk about it sure most people know this game already but uh we have a question here for you nick uh would you uh do us the honor 
The question is, which move does the main character not have until the next entry in this series? Everyone knows it, but we'll tell you anyway. It's uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for uh, originally the Genesis. but or the uh, uh, Mega Drive. Mega Drive for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Mega Drive. Uh, but uh, since this is a Nintendo uh, podcast, it came out on the Wii, on the Virtual Console. Yes. And I guess technically also the Game Boy Advance, although I'm sure the audio is far inferior on the Game Boy Advance. The graphics are inferior on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've not heard good things about that port. <laughs> um, this is the first Sonic game. Um, I, and I, you know, I've never really liked the first Sonic game. Maybe it's because I first played Sonic 2, and maybe going back to Sonic 1 is, is kind of weird. But, um, I mean, I, I've played Sonic 1, I've beaten Sonic 1, uh, maybe not with all the emeralds, but uh, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. It, it feels just too slow-paced. Um, and there, and there's certainly some sections in the game that are that are pretty evil, like um, like Scrap Brain. It's like you really have to be perfect to not drown. Um, but uh, this is one of your favorite games. What, uh, what, did, did you have a Genesis when this came out? Was this for sorry a Mega Drive? Um, well, I got it for Christmas, probably around uh, 94, 94. Um, so we only had. A couple of games and I ended up playing Sonic for the entire Christmas break pretty much mm-hmm. um, I don't know I just I still really like it um, you can mess around with the physics of Sonic you can jump over whole sections of the level if you know where to run and go faster and stuff oh really um, Oh, see, I, ne- I never really experienced with that. Is that like a bug they fixed in 2 or can you do that crazy stuff um, you can probably still do that crazy stuff but uh, for an example, uh, Act Two of um, Act Two of the Green Hill Zone. If you take out the the uh, stars, the um, invincibility box just after the loop, you can go back and get the speed shoes and jump over all the obstacles. Like there's like a small platforming oh. section, you can jump right over the top of that, go right up into the sky. Hmm. And there's there's lots of yeah, there's lots of secrets in the first. Well, few levels, I guess, which I ended up playing over and over again because I kept dying in Robotnik. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the first time you play a Sonic game, you don't really know what to do with those bosses. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I think I died a lot of the first robot. I mean, it's really simple. It's a guy, he's going back and forth, and he's this ball that he's swinging. But for some god-awful reason, I had a lot of trouble with that boss, too. I mean, even after I played Sonic 2 or Sonic 3, there's something about that pattern. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if it's the timing or what. Well, um, the thing I had trouble with was it was one of my first games that I owned. Uh, up until that point, I was only playing the Master System at a friend's house. And um, okay. for some reason, I thought you had to try and detach the ball that he was swinging. So I was trying to ram into it as fast as hard as I could or something. I'd, and then it was just by luck that I managed to bump into him and he flashed. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's easy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's interesting that you selected this game because uh, one of the demos on display at E3 was Sonic Generations. And uh, the, the concept behind Sonic Generations for, for both uh, 3DS and uh, the HD systems is that sort of a reimagining of classic Sonic levels, I guess, all the way from the original Sonic through like Sonic Adventure. Um, and, uh, you know, I like that concept. People have sort of been asking for that for a while in one form or another. Um, but the problem is both for both versions, what they had on display were two Green Hill levels. And I think that's the least interesting thing you could demo because Green Hill levels are, have been so overexposed at this point. And uh, Sonic Adventure 2 had a remake of one of them already in 3D. <laughs> yeah, I played that you got all the emblems you unlocked that feature i cheated uh, i think i eventually cheated just because i didn't know about the chow until the end and there was no way in hell i was going to raise this chow from scratch after unlocking everything <laughs> so at that point i cheated um but I, I did legitimately earn all the emblems sadly on my dreamcast version of sonic adventure 2 there was more emblems in the gamecube version i think yeah there probably were um Anyway, my, my point is, like, Green Hill is kind of the, the prototype Sonic level, so there is a Green Hill-esque level in almost every Sonic game. I mean, if you think about it. Um, so it was kind of annoying to, to play those as the demo, and I'm like, well, I would like to see, like, a, you know, a, a Starlight remake or... Starlight Zone would be good just to get the music back. Yeah. Yeah, a Marble Zone, or you know, some of the soundtrack is of Sonic One really has sort of been forgotten. It's the um, best soundtrack, and uh, it has a really good soundtrack. It really does. It, it probably has the most interesting. I mean, I love Sonic Two and Sonic Three, but I think there's more interesting ideas in the original Sonic soundtrack. Um, but so I, I'm hoping they have some some of these other more maybe a little more obscure zones remade. Um, they don't even seem like straight remakes. Like I've watched some of the Green Hill videos, and it doesn't seem an exact remake. I think um, there were two levels on display, and one of them was was pretty close. It's like sort of an enhanced remake, and the other one is is kind of like a new level that incorporates th more of the 3D stuff, mm. um, inspired by Green Hill. Yeah. It's especially true for the 3DS. Like the 3DS version. When I played the classic Sonic version, it really was like the first Green Hill level. Okay. And then uh, the second level was with Modern Sonic, and it was more like a Sonic Rush or Sonic uh, Advance level mm -hmm. with, with rail grinding, and, and it kind of weaved in and out in 3D. It was kind of 2.5D almost. Um, 
I didn't play as much of the HD games because obviously there isn't a Wii version of that, but uh, that did seem more like a rematching for both of them. They chose terrible levels for a demo. I, I'll, I'll just go out and say that Green Hill's boring, you know? Show me Chemical Plant. Show me, show me whatever, Casino Night. Don't show me Green Hill. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't used Sonic yet. But now we have. And uh, we had a bonus question, which was, uh, what, what move did he not have in the original game? And uh, that's the Spin Dash that was not introduced until uh, Sonic 2. So, in the first one, you have to run. If you play the Game Boy Advance version, you do have the Spin Dash. Who played the Game Boy Advance version? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> that was a stupid idea. Why, why did he bother doing that? I think it was always 15th anniversary. Anyway. Okay. Well, it was a bad idea because it, it was not implemented well. Anyway, we're ranting now, so we should probably just move on to the next game here. And uh, I hope to God you have something to say about this game because I really, <laughs> I really don't. singing in the background sounds reminds me of like 1080 snowboarding or something but that's not what this game is it um, definitely isn't no unfortunately <laughs> have you had 1080 on before I think so I think we've used 1080 before
Animal noises are always fun. It's a funky little tune, that one. Yeah, I, I kind of like that one. Sounds um, like a swampy kind of a level, maybe. Well, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it's going for, maybe jungle. Um, here's your question. The developer of the console version of this game is now best known for which genre, which game genre? And I'll, I'll further elaborate that this game is not of that same genre. Pretty cheesy song. This whole game is a bit of a cheese factor to it, I think. <laughs> I like how it's ostensibly like an international song, but clearly all the different voices are the same person. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you, you want to tell the folks what game this is? This game is Cruising World. That's Cruise World. Cruise World. <laughs> At least I think that's I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. That's the official <laughs> the official pronunciation. Is that the official spelling? At least uh, suggest like <laughs> Captain, you know, cruising. <laughs> the fifteen eyes in Ridge Racer. Uh, this is uh, I guess a sequel to Cruising USA uh, for the N sixty four. Came out at least in the arcades in nineteen ninety six. I think the reason that I wanted to choose this song is because the title music is hilarious and uh, me and my friends used to play this every now and again just to laugh at the 
craziness of the game in multiplayer. Is it in multiplayer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. it did. You can do backflips with your car. <laughs> or front flips. I think you can oh, do so man. many crazy things in this game. <laughs> See, I, I only played the, the original, which I guess was very much bare bones. It, it was a very stripped down launch game yeah. using USA. And uh, I remember, I distinctly remember a, a, a uh, winter vacation where we were out with uh, some family friends and they had an N64 and, and we didn't, so they brought it to uh, kind of the condo we, had, we were staying at. And um, and they had two games, Mario 64 and, and Cruisin'. And, and uh, I always wanted to play Mario but because that was actually the good game. But for some reason, everyone else rather played USA, so I was forced to sit through really boring driving through the Midwest and bugs splattering on windshields. That's 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 what I remember, wanting to play Mario but not really getting a chance. I never owned the game. My friend um, bought a copy for like... Actually, I don't even know if he bought it. He might have kept it from another friend, but it was just so yeah cheesy and it was just funny to laugh at. Yeah, I have to think World must be better than USA. I mean... You can try. You, there's a level on the moon in your um, oh, world. Oh, cool! You can go to the moon. Very cool. So, so this was released what, like a few years after USA? Um, uh, I suppose it, 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 I wasn't playing it until at least like later in the N64's life, like okay. 99, 2000. But by then, it was just ridiculous. Let's see here. It was published in. 1998 for the N64. So it came oh, out. Okay. In, oh wow! So it came out in the arcades in '96. Yeah, it's pretty it was old. A, they made it for remade it or ported it. Or it was probably an enhanced port for the N64 in 1998. So yeah, it would be a bit of a later game. It was developed by uh, Eurocom, which uh, at the time didn't have a terribly good reputation, but um, they've gotten better. I mean, they're they're best known for their James Bond games. Um, you know, after GoldenEye, they took over kind of making Bond games, including the Wii uh, game that came out just, uh, I guess it was last year. Yeah, the James Bond games are really good. Yeah. So, so maybe this game was actually decent. It sounds like you had some fun. I don't, I don't know if Eurocom made the original N64 game too, or if uh, they were brought in for this game. I have, I have no idea. We, I, I didn't play this a whole lot, but. Clearly, I don't know if anyone played uh, the cruising games a whole lot. They're, they're, they're like you said, they're kind of there for the cheese factor. Backflips and cars. <laughs> yeah, which you could probably do in like Beetle Adventure Racing. Yeah, I, I think Beetle Adventure Racing was probably a lot better though. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> My friend actually also bought the Wii cruising game, which is probably oh. worse than the N64 ones. It's so bad. I forgot they even made a cruising game for Wii. Yeah. It's appropriate, I suppose. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, um, let's just move on then to a third request, which is a listener request. Uh, cool. It was actually requested by uh, Jimmy C out in Japan as well as um, Chris from Chicago. Here we go.
you might be wondering why I selected that particular song. Um, this is like the first time I've encountered a genuine Okinawa song in, in like a video game soundtrack or frankly anywhere outside of when I was living in Okinawa. It's clearly Okinawan in style, if not like a traditional Okinawan song. Just the there is a there's a dance they do to it usually, and and people are seeing kind of that whiny style, you know, and that kind of rhythm. It, I only heard that in Okinawa, not elsewhere in Japan. And, it's a very uh, strange it, it sound. Out. Yeah, it's uh, very distinct, and um, I'm just surprised I encountered it. And I wanted to share that with people. My my. Uh, international culture sharing moment with you guys <laughs> all the listeners out there happy strolling medley melody uh, can't speak today sounds familiar a bit but i'm pretty sure i haven't played this game if i yeah well, maybe this hint question will help you this game's online feature was prominently showcased alongside which other game for the same platform at that respective electronic entertainment expo or e3 so at E3 that year, 
There were there were two games shown next to each other. This was one of them. What was the other one? Hmm. Hmm. You want to take a, a guess again at, at uh, this game now? <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess uh, Animal Crossing City Folk. Oh, not quite right. It's Animal Crossing Wild World for the DS. Ah, the DS one. You're so close. Yes, it was the DS one. It really was kind of between those two at this point. Uh, but um, That last song was what tipped me off, though. Oh yeah, that's clearly an Animal Crossing <laughs> song. The thing about Animal Crossing though, is each release basically is sort of building on top of the previous one. Um, although I've only played the original, a good example is that this game has like like 150 songs on its soundtrack, and I'm not even exaggerating. It's probably more than that. And um, so just picking some songs that I like was a real challenge, just because you know I I, I tried to sift through most of the soundtrack to find good representative fun songs and um and the other part of the challenge is i found out that i'd like to select the three songs that were actually also uh in the original animal crossing and furthermore <laughs> i think two of them i had already used when we used animal crossing for the gamecube <laughs> so okay. I, I i wound up uh, having to select some different songs um so i, I mean literally the the ds game has like I wouldn't say it has the entire soundtrack. I think that has new songs for walking around, but all the KK's, what a Tota KK character. KK Slider, um, yeah. Basically the hound dog that sings. Uh, I think all of his repertoire is carried over 
from the first game yeah. to Wild World, and that's like 30 or 40 songs or something. So that's a huge chunk of songs, and it's like you only hear it probably once when you play the game regularly. You know, it's, it's really kind of a fascinating phenomenon there. You can only hear these songs on Saturdays, right? I played for a very short while. Uh, mm. I didn't really get into Animal Crossing, but yeah. You, so it's like once a week, it's an event. You got to go in a certain time of d- the night or the day. I think it's the nighttime, and uh, it, it's kind of like an MMO, except not online, basically, because you're, you're committed to to checking in on your world at a certain time in the day. Um, and so I'm sure that most people only heard maybe 10 or 15 of those songs uh, if they played it seriously. So um, so it's hard to like, choose songs that you're sure that everyone's heard because people will play, like in the original one, each hour had a different soundtrack. Oh, that's you know? right. Yeah, I did. And so and I, I presume it's similar in, in the DS game. Yeah, pretty much the game's exactly the same, just some graphical tweaks yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, if you never played, you know, the game at 3 in the morning, then I could have picked a song that you've never heard, even if you've you played every day of your life. So it's just a weird game to choose songs for. I, I wound up picking the third one partly because I like it and partly because I think it's also in a, in a remix for, for Smash Brothers Brawl if I remember correctly, so I thought maybe people would recognize it from there, too. That's why um, I was leaning to City Folk, because it might have been shown at... No, it wasn't shown at the same time as Ball, was it? Animal Crossing? No. Yeah, so so the game this was shown alongside was uh, Mario Kart DS. Yeah. And I I distinctly remember a demo kiosk where uh, they had, like, two demos for Animal Crossing and two demos for Mario Kart, and they would have someone ostensibly uh, across the world or on the other side of, of the U.S. They're really at E3 in some some corner of their booth. So it would be like Charles Martinet, and there'd be a picture of, of like, the uh, Eiffel Tower behind him. So he's like, Green oh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing you from Paris. Uh, <laughs> isn't this fun, playing Animal Crossing together? <laughs> it's really, It was really weird. <laughs> But um, I never found the um, co-op or whatever that interesting. Really, in the DS game, it was you just run around your town. Half the things you can't do. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Well, just like how in Mario Kart, you could only play like half or maybe two thirds of the levels, and you couldn't drag items behind you. They were pretty mm-hmm. gimped games online, uh, both of them. But uh, one reason I wanted to have you on when I chose an Animal Crossing game is because you're from Australia, and I, I, I'm curious ah. if you have any anecdotes about things that were changed uh, for the localization, and I really do mean localization, for Australia, because, uh, of course, Australia's in the Southern Hemisphere, and so uh, showing snow during Christmas is a little strange. So so what all did they change for uh, for Australia when they, when they brought it there? Well, for the GameCube one, I'm pretty sure it was an exact copy of the US release. Um, Nintendo was... <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't get any seasons changed or anything. It was exactly as it was in America. Um, I'm pretty sure Nintendo Australia just converted it to PAL and put it out there. Oh, no. See, I thought there was some, some stuff about them re- relocalizing it or having local holidays or something. No. Oh. Did they, maybe they did that for Europe. They, they might have done it for Australia. Europe. They might have done it for Europe because, actually, um, Australia got it a year before Europe did. 
Okay. And um, oh, that's telling. US got it a year before Australia, so it was like three years running. It released in each territory, but um, yeah, I'm okay, pretty sure. Okay, so so it was so it was Bizarro Land playing Animal Crossing, or or you well, got to you in know, the summer. In the, in the summer, it kind of makes you feel cooler though, because it's winter in the game. You can kind of imagine that yeah. it's cold. Yeah. Well, Australia doesn't really get snow in anyway. I mean, you have like what, like one mountain that's tall enough to get snow in Australia? I mean, it's. Well, it, <laughs> you guys aren't terribly high up there in terms of altitude. It does snow down down the south. Really? Okay. Just uh, we do. Yeah, we do have snowfields. Okay, but it isn't like ski mountains and stuff. Yeah. You do? Because I, yeah. I, I met tons and tons of Australians when I was skiing in Japan. I figured, yeah. oh, oh. Guys, you guys must just not have any place to ski in Australia. They probably, um, they probably went to Japan because it's cheaper to go there than it is to ski in Australia. That's what I've heard anyway. It's cheaper to go to another country and ski in another country than to ski within your own country? Yeah. I've heard people say that um, I've heard people say that they've gone to New Zealand or whatever because it's worked out to be cheaper somehow. I I don't know. I'm not a skier, so I have no idea. But oh, people have said incredible. similar things to me like that. So wow. Okay. But yes, we do have snow. Okay. So misconception on my part. I apologize to all of our Australian listeners. Uh, I didn't know you guys actually did get snow. We also take koalas to school. Do you get any penguins in the southern part of Australia, or is that only New Zealand? Um, I have no idea. I assume we do get some sort of penguin somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. You guys get pretty far south, even though it's not high in altitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, I stand corrected, and uh, Animal Crossing is, is fun for not me, but a lot of people like it. I don't know why. I, I really don't. I could not get into Animal Crossing. Um, I, I can see the appeal of, of kind of trashing other people's towns and, and doing graffiti all over the place or something. But to me, it's such a slow-paced game. It's it's like a chore game. It's like if you want to create chores for yourself, you know, if you don't have enough chores in your life, go play Animal Crossing. That that's sort of my attitude, and I gave it a fair shot. I, I bought it for the for the GameCube. I, I you know I played it for several weeks, and it's just. I don't get this, you know. The best thing about Animal Crossing was the NES remakes and yes, they were they were cool. And an action replay, so uh, I was able to unlock uh, Mario Brothers and uh, or Super Mario Brothers and Zelda for my copy, and uh, that was the value I got out of Animal Crossing. I always like uh, loading it up, and it's like being like four years, and the animals are just like, oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I have not done that. I, maybe I should do that. That's hilarious. I did like Rossetti, though. He was awesome. Yeah, I, li- I like Rossetti. We used to summon S- Rossetti on purpose. It was funny. Angry, angry mole. All right. Well, excellent selection from uh, from Chris and and, uh, and Jimmy C. So uh, we got one more request here coming for game four. Uh, and this one is from 120.
All right, perhaps familiar to some people. Yes, that. Uh, I know the song, but I can't place the game at the moment. that just loops ad nauseum (laughs) all right you don't know the game so i'll ask this question as well what is your job in this game what is your occupation That was the last song. Nick, you got any ideas? Uh, the only song I recognized was the first one, and I still can't place the exact game. Uh, I would be... It would be exactly the same if I were in your shoes, man. The, the problem here is that it's a game that I've never actually played before or even really seen in action, but it's a classic Nintendo game that 
the music at least has recently been reprised in in like Smash Brothers and in Band Brothers and and probably a couple other things like Picto Bits. Um, and so, I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard this song who's listening to this podcast, but they probably haven't played the game it's originally from. Uh, this is Wrecking Crew for the NES. Uh, I knew it was an um, NES game. It's just like, yeah, I was gonna say Balloon yeah. Fight for some reason, but ugh. well, same same general era. Yeah, um, although I think Wrecking Crew is maybe a little later because it has Mario, and Mario's named. I guess by Mario Brothers he was named. So eh. I, I don't know if Wrecking Crew came out uh, before or after Super Mario Brothers, but um, it's I would describe it as similar to Burger Time. You're you're walking around. It is kind of. I mean, you're 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 Mario, and you're going up and down, kind of like Donkey Kong esque areas, going up ladders and walking across platforms. And the idea is that you're supposed to demolish everything with your with your hammer. So you um, you're you're breaking down blocks. So I, I think the idea is you go up to the top platform, you you break that down, and then you climb down and you demolish something a little lower. And there are enemies that are walking around and going up and down ladders, trying to get you kind of like the vegetables in burger time and uh there are fireballs that are shooting back and forth kind of like in uh in mario brothers mm. the arcade game and so it, it's it's kind of a busy game it seems like it's really easy to die i'm not sure i'd like the game um i just sort of watched a little bit and and had enough but um some people really like it i mean there, there's some people that really talk about wrecking crew as, as a really fond memory mm, i've um, never played I it just, yeah, I've never just I, I don't know anyone who owned it when I was a you know growing up. I wasn't I never born saw anyone yet, who had that game. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, Wrecking Crew probably came out right before I started really playing video games. Yeah, I mean, I think I started playing Super Mario Brothers maybe a year or two after it actually had, had been released, mm-hmm. and um, and so I I played a little bit of catch up there. I'm not it wasn't too bad. I didn't really know, but uh, it was really early. NES games. I really wasn't terribly exposed to. I I played hockey because uh, you know I had a friend who had that game and that was fun. So we'd play that. Hockey's fantastic. Hockey's yeah. really good. Um, but that's that's like the only NES game of that era. You know that the, that style of box artwork mm. uh, era that uh, I really saw when I was growing up. So um, Breaking Crew's kind of lost on me. I don't know. Doesn't seem like a bad game though. It seems a lot better than something like um, what, what was their street fighting game? Not street fighting game, but karate. Um, karate was pretty janky, but I'm thinking of of uh, urban urban, urban fight. Yeah, urban fight. Urban fight. <laughs> as the same era as that, more or less. <laughs> I think this is a better game than that. Maybe Wrecking Crew will come back in a 3D classics. I could see that. I, I could see that it'd be kind of an odd choice. Um, Actually, I really want them to do an um, Ice Climber sequel for one of the download services. Yeah, I never got into Ice Climbers either. Uh, to me, that's it's better than it's in there with Kid Icarus. They're they're about the same to me. Uh, Kid Icarus and Ice Climbers are games I don't care for that other people do. Um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of platforming before Mario. And, uh, I can't get I can't get into that. Yeah, the platforming I mean. in Ice Climbers is really bad, but. A yeah. sequel could fix that, but anyway. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Sure. All right, we got one last game here. Uh, I, I know uh, Nick has to go soon, so uh, let's do it.
have to say I'm surprised this game hasn't been requested yet. It's got some really good music. Yeah, maybe I just didn't see the request come in or something because um, I'm shocked that this game has not been requested yet. Okay, well, um, why don't we just give the folks their bonus question, or their hint question. Okay, the bonus question is, which cult classic is this game a sequel to? I think this song will help them.
There you have it, folks. Last game, and, uh, well, Nick picked it, so he doesn't get to guess. This is Knight's, the second one, Knight's Journey of Dreams for the Wii, which I'm not sure how well-received it was. I mean, it, it... it got mixed reviews. It has a really good soundtrack. It got mixed reviews. I'm not sure how well it sold. Uh, probably not great. I mean, after all this waiting for, you know, the sequel to Knights, the... What, is it Knights Into Dreams? Is that the name of the yes, Saturn game? Yes, that was the Saturn game, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sort of surprising. I guess that kind of goes to show that the internet clamoring and, and, and screaming for something doesn't necessarily mean that it'll sell well. Um... You know, it so. would have helped if it got more positive reviews, I think. I think some people were a bit down on it. but um, Yeah, that's true. Overall, the game's still fairly fun, but the music's definitely the best part about it. Uh, I think it suffers from Sonic Team Syndrome, which is there's really awesome parts, and then there's parts that are really horrible, and, and, and they insist on including horrible parts to extend the, the length of a game. Um, mm. it, yeah. it seems like they're starting to fix that now, but... For the longest time, uh, that was sort of a hallmark of, of a Sonic Team 3D game. They put in some weird um, chow-raising kind of thing in the game, which I never touched, but it's there. People always seem to complain about the, when the kids are on foot. Is that is that part really slow-paced or something? Uh, I know everyone says like the actual flying around is really fun. It got a bit better by the end, or I was just getting used to the way they're controlled or whatever, but um, <laughs> the kids are a bit janky with their jumps and running and the animation's really goofy as well which doesn't help huh well of course um this is a sequel to the the saturn game and and the concept is your i guess you the kids dream and then they somehow control in their dreams this jester-like creature they go into um, like a dream world kind of thing yeah gotta save dreamland So, so is is it like a 2D flying around just like the, the original or is it more like a pilot wings or something? It's um, 3D it switches flight. a bit between like a side view kind of like the recent Sonic games and then at points it'll switch behind the character and you can fly like third person kind of thing. Um, so like Star Fox yeah, kind, kind of, of a, style? Kind of a bit like Star Fox. Um, oh, that sounds fun. It's, it's not too bad actually. Um... It's probably worth playing still. I just um, finished playing the PSN game Flower as well yesterday, and I think that okay. is actually a um, a good template for what knights couldn't possibly look at for another game. It, the okay. the way you fly with the flower pedal in that game is really freeform and really nice to use actually. Well. I- I liked what I played of Flower, but I almost felt like I couldn't tell exactly what was happening at times, especially uh, in the beginning when there's only like one flower petal, and yeah. then at the end when there's so many that it, it's like, wait, where where am I? Because there is no you. It, it's sort of an amorphous blob. Mm. Um, but it, it's a very interesting game. Um, I mean, Dice has a really good soundtrack, and, I, and I'd heard that before. Um, the, the Wii game has a really good soundtrack, and I'd heard that before I, I listened to the soundtrack, but it, it's really good. Um, parts of it remind me of um, like a Billy Hatcher. Parts oh, yeah. of it remind me of, of other uh, more recent Sonic games, um, like Sonic Colors. 
but it, it it's actually really good and, and there are themes that kind of reprise throughout the uh, throughout the game from what I can tell and uh, there are like about 10 versions of that third song I played in there if not more uh, <laughs> which is in turn what uh, it, it's a reprise of uh, the original theme right from yeah I'm pretty sure it's uh, like a remix of the theme song the nice theme song kind of thing because it was also featured in, uh, if you go back all the way to Sonic Adventure 1, uh, that uh, pinball area of ca- the Casino Night equivalent oh. level, um, it was a remix of that same song. Okay. I guess it's the credits music. There's like eight different versions of it, at least in the in the uh, CD sound- original soundtrack. I don't know if they all made it into the actual game, but it's like adults singing the theme, kids singing the theme... Kids singing the theme with adults. One kid singing the theme, alternating with another kid. Mm. It's like they they throw like eight versions of the same song on. That's kind of a bit overkill. It's been a long time since I've played it. The my yeah. favorite track's probably the orchestral um, one from like the trailer and the opening cinematic and everything. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, that was our last game. I think we're gonna have to to say goodbye now. But uh, thank you for uh, co-hosting. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'll be on again. Don't worry. All right. Well, uh, if you have your requests, uh, don't forget to send them to typ at nintendoworldreport.com or uh, fill out the form in the uh, in the link. There's a link to the form from every episode posting. Uh, just follow that link, and it'll bring you to a form that shoots me an email. Uh, either way... Uh, send your requests i got a bunch of them i got a huge list but i always want more i'm greedy that way so uh, <laughs> if you have a request send it in it may take a while if you send a lot of requests in uh, i guarantee you i won't be using one of your requests every week so uh, if there's one game you really want you might not want to request 10 games <laughs> but um send them in um more the merrier um because i'm out of ideas i'm i'm skunked I need your ideas. The list is massive on the on the. The list too. is massive. It, it is. Ma- I think we're at least. Well, hold on. Give me a sec. I'll tell you what we're at right now. Because if you don't follow, I have a, a forum thread posting where I post a list of all the games. So if you don't know what what games have been used yet, you can go there and, and search for a particular game, and it'll show up. It's all hidden, so I don't spoil every game for you. Um, right now, uh, according to my records, we have. Uh, 462 plus the five uh, I just selected, so we're at 467 games on Radio Trivia. That's that's amazing. Um, so most as many as Virtual Console. Yeah, probably more than Virtual probably Console more. in America. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Your your encyclopedia of, of Nintendo platform video games right here. This podcast. Uh, anyway, hope you enjoyed it and. Uh, Tune in next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.
See you smile again
Sonic the Hedgehog is copyright 1991 Sega. and World is copyright 1998 Midway Nintendo. Animal Crossing Wild World is copyright 2005 Nintendo. Wrecking Crew is copyright 1985 Nintendo. Knight's Journey of Dreams is copyright 2007 Sega.